Welcome to today's episode of The Squares. You can tell we are doing things a little bit differently today. We uh, This is technically our last episode for 2023. And uh, for that episode, both to wrap up 2023 and to intro 2024, we decided to do something a little bit differently. I'm joined by Adam Flaw, the esteemed producer of The Square. Boy! What are we doing here? Uh, Luke Boney, who is one of Corgan's DPs and has been a part of the square from the beginning. Uh, John Higgs, the principal in charge Yay! of the Media Lab. Uh, of course, I'm Brandon Carmichael. Ooh. I'm the executive creative director. And this uh, guest is Random Jeff Ofer, who was hey. a big, big part. You may be our most recurring guest, by the way. Yeah. Is he's, that right? He's walking yeah. by outside yeah. and he said, do you <laughs> like, want to hey, join? Hey, he, we, yeah. uh, guy who may or may not been on a few. Well, Jeff was an, an integral part oh, of the uh, the square getting started back way back in the day. Well, thank you. So we asked him to join. him, And what we're going to do today, hopefully because there's no telling, is we're going to have a quick conversation about some of the things that in 2023 we read, saw, used, that inspired us creatively, and um, Most of us see where it goes. semi-literate, so yeah. there's not a lot of reading. There's not a whole lot of reading. Can, can this I will just... be the shortest episode yet. Which, uh, <laughs> shout out to it? Audible, our sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. So many but audio. No not, one sponsors us. <laughs> I, the, the only prompt I got was, which camera should I talk to you? Was, or you can uh, just talk to us. We're yeah. just human beings. The prompt I got when I was asking, and what I can prepare for this was we're going to be talking about your top stuff. And it was literally left at that. And so I have no idea why I'm here. Object- but I'm objection, here and I'm happy to objection. be here. I made that phone call and I did not say top stuff. Oh, that's all you said. That's Brandon Carmichael. That doesn't okay. sound like me top at all. Stuff. But aren't you just what you consume, you know? <laughs> I guess. Well, you yeah. should, why don't you just give you know us what? one thing no. that you read, saw, or looked at that this last year that was just like inspired you? Or okay, um, so I, I actually gave this some thought because um, you know I, I am a parent of a small child, and you know we don't get to go to the movies like we used to. Yep. Um, so I, I haven't. I've honestly been to see two movies. In the whole year, which yeah. is sad. I used to go to a movie like once a week. Yep. Um, I don't really regularly watch any TV shows except for uh, like Paranormal, Caught on Camera, which everybody watches. Of course. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. All right. Uh, amazing. I, I listen to a lot of podcasts like on the way to work. So um, things that have inspired me this year, like short form new media that I see on on social media or podcasts, which. It is weird to say because it used to be all film and TV, but this what, is just boring me to tears. <laughs> That's my top stuff, guys. What kind of what kind of podcast do you listen to? Uh, I mean, I'm all over the place. I, uh, I I am a regular listener of the Joe Rogan podcast. Of yep. course, uh, a lot of people listen to that one. Um, I and then I go all over the map. I, I love this. Uh, podcast called the Tinfoil Hat Podcast <laughs> because I love to go down those conspiracy paths because they're you it's know, entertaining. People do not know Jeff and the audience. There is nothing more on brand than you watching or listening to a podcast called the Tinfoil. Tin of course, of course. Uh, I like uh, Patrick Bet David has a good podcast. Uh, I, I one of my favorite podcasts is called The Fighter and the Kid. It's a comedian and ex UFC fighter that do a podcast together. I'm I'm all over the map, guys. I don't. Are you a smart? List fan? Uh, I love Smart List. I don't listen to it regularly, but yeah. I, I'm a fan of the show. Yeah. yeah. And, and of all the hosts, obviously. 
Uh, Adam, any anything? Just just one thing. It doesn't matter. It can Next be... question. Okay. Oh, <laughs> what uninspired you this? Week? <laughs> That's gonna be um, a long, long. I'm going to move it away from inspired, and I will talk about something I read this year that I really liked, which was Bono's book, um, Surrender, 40 Songs, One Story. And every chapter covers a different song from the YouTube catalog and and story the story of his life that surrounds that song. So is it is it like the story that inspired the song or just context for when it was written? Context and some, some of the songs, it's, I mean, it's years later it's looking back on the song and what he thinks of it now or events surrounding that song or i mean it's kind of a it's not i wouldn't describe it as a um stream of consciousness but but it's i think it's the way it reads is it's more personal to how he connects to that song as opposed to he wrote this song in 1984 and that song means x you know like yeah it's, i gotcha. it's, it's more it's kind of a its own little universe, his life. Did you read this before or after you went and saw them at the new installation? Before. And so did it make, did it change how you experienced, because you've been to m- multiple. How many shows have you seen? Yeah, lots of U2 concerts. Did it change how you experienced it? Obviously, the venue would have an effect uh, too. But. No, but that was a pretty, it was an in- Incredible. That was an incredible experience because as soon as you enter, the, well, when you're walking up to the venue, there's all kinds of graphics on the outside of it that have to do specifically with the show. And then once you walk into the venue, you're getting a, I mean, you're getting audio piped into the place that's elements of the album that they were there to celebrate, which is Octung Baby. And I mean, it's from the second you're, I mean, as you're walking up, the second you walk in, like you're just getting inundated, you're getting completely enveloped in the universe of what they want you to hear and see until the show starts. So that was a, that's unique to any show I've ever been to anywhere. I mean, regardless of venue. And just to, because I don't know that we said it, remind me the name of the actual venue. The Sphere. The Sphere. The Sphere in Vegas is where you went and saw them. Um, John, That's the longest he's been serious, by the way, like yeah. kind of it was, conversa- like you can't prove that. <laughs> I think we should use an earlier take. <laughs> John, uh, two how about words, you? La Uva. Did I pronounce that right? Ooh, you did. <laughs> did that come out this year? Well, but you saw it. I before. saw it this year, but that's it not. Uh, it, and it actually was. It's great film. Have it you is. actually seen this? I have. Yeah. I've seen it twice. Yeah, yeah. it's amazing. Um, so you leave. Inspired, which yeah. was kind of cool. Really um, but I was thinking about this because uh, I was a last minute uh, add to this, and I was like, Jeff's on. I want to be on with Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> Let's, go. Let's go. He did not want to be on with anyone else. Anyone else exactly. but Jeff. But once he heard Jeff, he was like, oh, yeah, I'm interested. All of a <laughs> so I was at uh, Autodesk University this past uh, November, and uh, Ryan Reynolds was the, like, he wasn't the keynote, but he was better than the keynote. Yeah. So it was like the next day, and it's way more interesting than talking about technology or software. Um, and so I started watching the Welcome to Wrexham series, and that consumed that entire next weekend, right? And then, uh, <laughs> so you took two things that I love, sports and storytelling, and they like put them together in something uh, that was a great piece. And then like, you know, you can't help but root for all these people yeah. and these stories. And um, then you start searching like how are they doing this season i'm going to ruin next season for myself and how's the <laughs> how are they doing you started watching like the Wrexham matches online or i haven't yet but i'm pretty close like yeah. if, if i could 
easily find them, I would be doing So that. is this similar to when you found Drive to Survive? Yeah, I, I mean, for sure, Drive to Survive, the season one, I was, like, really hooked into that. But then I kind of fell out of it. Um, yeah. But I'm kind of a binge watcher as well, so it's like... The ones where they're releasing it weekly, I just can't do it. I don't have the patience. Yeah. It shocks you, I know. <laughs> oh, I what? See it. <laughs> yeah. I don't find that shocking at all. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, even with Wrexham, it was like we were able to get through two seasons of it. Uh, yeah. But and, anyway, it just it was an inspiring, like, you know, stories and uh, storytelling. Yeah. Uh, and then his talk at the conference was also inspiring. So, like... The interesting thing was they at the the moderator or whatever asked him like, well, you know, you have all these businesses, so what would you say you do? And his answer was that well, I tell stories, and so he was oh. a storyteller even though he owns you know alcohol, yeah, phones and yep. other things. So um, that was cool. I love that. So, yeah, for me. phones. Yeah, so I thought about it. I was not as last minute, but I did find out what it was about kind yeah. of last minute. Um, and mine's pretty obscure. But I do think it's some of the best stuff that I've experienced and that, I don't know, I'm just going to describe it. So it's from, Critical uh, no, <laughs> uh, but it is D&D. Oh, I love um, it. So it's from a, a streaming service called dropout.tv. That is, they self-fund themselves and they have their own shows. They have, um, <clears throat> like, you know, they do everything by themselves. So there's like no sponsors or no higher-ups controlling it. They're just, what, can we, what do we want to do? And they go do that. Um, but it is some of the highest quality content. Um, there's two shows I like on it. One is Dimension 20. So that's d d It's like the most what is D&D Dungeons and Dragons. But it's not know. true Dungeons and Dragons. It is. Because it's not in someone's basement. Well, it's not. In the, well, <laughs> Who lives with their mom. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Hey, and this is coming from somebody that loves D&D. So I'm just shot, saying it is. But I can say because I love it. So. Uh, None of them are watching. Yeah, sure. <laughs> The math adds up, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but it is, uh, they, you know, it's not in the, it's not in the uh, fantasy, or it's not in the, what do they call it? The uh, uh, Forbidden Realms. Yeah. You know, it is their own, like, it's vegetables. Their own world. Everyone's a vegetable, and they're going around the food pyramid, and that's the campaign. Or it's, uh, the for, it, sometimes it is Forbidden Realms, but everyone's in high school. You know, so you're going to high school with goblins and all that stuff. So anyway, one of the best DMs, the Did most, the most fun, yeah, <laughs> uh, the most fun show I've ever seen. But the the other show I was going to mention was a show called Game Changers. So it's a game show. Yeah, the game changes every single show, um, and it is some of the funniest stuff I've seen. So it, you do you do there is a free trial, but it is five dollars a month. But man, it is the shout out to drop. Yeah, out it is like the only five it's, streaming service that I. I will. I will hundred percent second it because and and I will say the show lives or lives or dies by the the talent that's on there because they are so quick and so creative. Same um, host for same host, so it's a pretty small group. And actually, what they you know, but they're they're big enough that they have multiple shows going on. But it's all their own stuff. And actually, this year, in response to the strike, they do profit sharing with all their talent. Mm. So every, you know, like oh, wow. everyone gets a cut of everything, wow. and it's like they're they're incredibly wholesome, incredibly accepting people, and like they want to make something that like everyone enjoys, whether you work there or or just watching it. You'd love it because there's the guys that do it again are so quick and so funny. The improv vein is very strong there, and I know that's something that improv is short for. Improvisational comedy. Yeah. yeah, there we go. Well, let's do some I thought it was improvisational comedy. No, let's do it. Let's. We're do not going to do the Ricky Gervais and Liam Neeson bit. 
Um, well, one of the so the I come on the commute back and forth. I half read, half listened to two books um, that go hand in hand. Once you hear why, one was the Moth's um, How to Tell a Story, and the other is um, and I'm gonna completely blank on his name, but it's the name of the book is Never Split the Difference, and it's a book. Uh, he's a world world known, globally known. Um, hostage negotiator and um, he talks all about you know his um, negotiating techniques and why you know if you start you know you start at A and the other person comes in at B just don't split the difference it's you know really thinking through and I'm loving it from a storytelling perspective of because he tells stories on every single chapter about what the principles are and the examples that he's used from his experience and um, I think he'll though it's maybe not quite as serious as hostage negotiating, when we work with clients and we're trying to get to work with them in, <laughs> in telling a really creative story, um, sometimes it can be difficult to negotiate through that. And, and standing off camera, right? Yeah. <laughs> but we, it's something that we want to be able to help them understand that the ideas that we're bringing are going to get them where they want to go, whether they see the path there or not, and negotiating that. Um, and so understanding that the storytelling um, you know, because we, you also are, you, you're telling stories, but it's not always a three-act story. And it's right. not always as simple as a narrative video. A lot of times it's, it can be immersive in a, uh, experience, or it can be VR, or it can be a, rend- a single image. Yep. And being able to make sure that a story is still discernible and understandable from whatever it is that you're creating, and then the behind-the-scenes process of getting that story to where it's, it's something that's celebrated, so... Um, what else? Let's. Where are we going to go? Has anyone seen any good movies? I need to know what I should see since I haven't seen. I any. still haven't seen Oppenheimer, but I've heard it is amazing. <clears throat> Excuse me. I also am a father of two young ones. Yeah, <laughs> have not been to the movie in two years. <laughs> okay. Fair I have no children. What do you want me to tell you about? Them? <laughs> yeah. I mean, did you see Barbie? I did see Barbie. And uh, it was good. It gets a. I was good. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking of movies that I saw this year, uh, not in a movie theater. Oh, go ahead. No, please. Sorry, Barbie. Barbie was very good, and actually, it's it's extremely witty, incredibly well written. Sorry. Okay. Cool. Are you finished? (laughs) We'll see. Uh, No, it's called Flaming Hot, (laughs) Um, and it's uh, uh, about the guy who helped. Well, pretty much made flaming hot Cheetos. Yeah, and oh, he started as a janitor. And is this uh, is a documentary? Uh, not documentary. No, it's it's a it's a narrative. Yeah. But uh, you know, apparently it's his story. But it's super good, super fun. Like he's a super positive guy. But you know, he starts as a janitor, and he's like, you know, he's like, like a janitor at Cheetos. Mm-hmm. Wow. Right. Yeah, Frito Lay. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was great. Is this? Like on Netflix or in theaters? I don't know which service okay. I saw. And I believe it was Netflix, but I'm, I'd have streaming. to confirm that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. It's that sounds great. It's on the line. <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe it was on Amazon. <laughs> I don't know. The uh, Blackberry movie. Did anybody see that? I saw it on a plane. No. So you you know your quality of uh, image is. Uh, you, it was... you just killed filmmakers all across this great land of ours by oh. watching that. So I, well, <laughs> I will say, this is my humble brag, uh, so there was a couple of us this year that were accepted and then re-accepted into the Visual Effects Society. And I will say it's a little overwhelming because right now we're getting just hammered with films. Screeners. To watch. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, yeah. which is really exciting. 
if you have the time. Sure. Yeah. Um, so, and we keep hoping for Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer to show yeah. up every day um, and, and the set of stuff. So, yeah, that's one that we were. Yeah. That's cool. It's also crazy how much of it, you know, it used to be, and I say used to be just, you know, six or seven years ago, it would be, I mean, stack upon stack upon stack of DVDs and occasionally Blu-rays. Now, I mean, Netflix just sent me, I don't know, 50 different things to watch, and it was all under one code. It's all streaming. Like, I've had one CD, and I bet I've gotten probably 60 or so um, requests to go screen things, links things online. Yeah, I don't think I have a DVD or Blu-ray player anymore. Yeah, Yeah. the first one I got was a Blu-ray, and I was like, oh, I got to have... Do I have a player? <laughs> How do I watch this? I'm so curious I to know. I don't understand what Adam, what's your take on <laughs> Blu-ray? And stuff? I love Blu-ray. Yeah. Or will you be putting your documentary out on Blu-ray? Ooh. Uh, are, have we sold the documentary? <laughs> no, we have not. Uh, when it sells. Some, I mean, at some point, like, I mean, whatever happens with the sale of it, yeah, I'll definitely put, put it on Blu-ray if for nothing else for myself or my family. Yeah. I, I'm curious to ask the group uh, how you guys consume your media. Like, what do you feel like you consume the most? At one point in time, I would venture to say it was probably TV for all of us. But, I'm like, 100% how, what, what is it you. Wait, when you say, like, TV. on the TV, or do you mean, like, no, I'm, I'm saying watching like, television? Of all the different types of media out there today, what is it you consume the most? Is I, it podcast? Podcast oh, or TV or film yeah, I, or not the device. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I appreciate you consi- continuing the adjective "consume." Yeah, this. I really <laughs> yeah. appreciate it. Uh, like, what genre of media you're saying? Uh, like, how? Uh, yes. Yeah. Like, where does most best, best way to put it? I think audiobooks are probably my number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would and agree. Then podcasts. Like, as far as like quantity, what I enjoy the most, I enjoy Survivor. I love Survivor. Yeah. Is that a product of you being in the car a lot, or is that uh, just being around kids? Yeah, just, be, just having, not having a, little, a large chunk of time. right? Yeah, a large it's like chunk. It's small little minutes, pockets yeah. popping that ear. When you can do it, like I, I will do it. When I go home, I, one of my chores is I do dishes. I will <laughs> pop in an audio book yeah. and do dishes because yeah, I can still same. pay attention to what's going on. Are y'all more on the opposite than than podcasts? Mm, yeah, yes. I would say that. Really? Yeah. More. What was the question? Audio book version. I'm actually probably pretty close to audio book versus. A visual medium like TV or movies. I bet I'm pretty. I do think the multitasking is a pretty big. Let me ask you this: Is is audio? Unfortunately, is audio book? Does that count as reading? No. Uh, No. Honestly, it doesn't. So, for example, on never. Opinion. The answer. Never. Stephen King in his book (laughs) on writing, he counts audio books as reading. Well, but uh, here's the difference. Are you are you reading it as he reads it to you? I always like to compare this conversation to like. Never split the difference. They get into like some detailed things that I'm thinking. I've got to go get the book and reread this part because visually, the way I will ingest it so that it sticks is to read it. Mm. But I I can understand the concept of what he's talking about. But if I want to put something into practice. Now, if you're talking about a narrative, like fiction book, yeah, sure. I, I understand it just as well by listening to it as I would by reading it. I'm a horribly dyslexic, and if I were to try to read something, it would be years to finish something. Yeah. So on the media side for me, well, is like sports, and the pro- the challenge is now is like, like with example, ESPN Plus, like, so I like volleyball. I could consume decades of volleyball like just the just the women's volleyball tournament alone every single game is on espn plus so you can think of matches what two three hours so if you actually were dedicated enough to watch all that stuff so but even doing it live so it's not like 
I mean, I, you can listen to sports on the car while you're driving, but right. it's not quite the same as, you know, watching it. Definitely so, not. Um, I'm still consuming a lot that you're way. You're still visual. Then, yeah, and then, I, and then heavy on uh, TV series. So, so and you, you live close to work, so like that's true. Yeah, my commutes right. Ten Your minutes. primary yeah. consumption, though, is what you're telling us is women's volleyball. And no, just sports. <laughs> I was giving you women's volleyball <laughs> as an example, but we had a former employee here. Yeah. His daughter played for Florida University of now, Florida, baby. Go Gators! And so it's mm -hmm. it's super fun to watch when you actually kind of know someone sure. in there, which is is special for Brandon because you graduated from Florida. Absolutely did not, but oh. my, my dad worked there. And hey, you don't have to graduate from a place to be an avid fan. Mm. Or to watch. Which fan are I you? I that uh, Jeff had a question, or when John, did you have a question? I thought somebody was about to throw it. something onto the pile. I'll say one of the things, and this is... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is That's a great call. This is a little bit of... Um, a, a, I feel like there's a lot of conversation and probably more hype than is justified but one of my favorite things that inspired me this year was um mid journey and chat gbt those two platforms mm -hmm. because i could get in there and it would when we're doing interviews for the square or when we're visualizing and storyboarding something i could just pop in things and the results would be not at all what i expected but i loved that part of it because it would make me think of things i never would have thought of and would just get funny enough, no pun intended, iteratively down this creative path, whether it was for interviews or um, for thinking through styles of things. And then it, it never would it give me the answer that I'm looking for. It would never. It's never as easy as just, oh, it's going to take my job from me. It was always like, hey, this is yet. a tool that's going to, yeah, yeah. But this is a tool that helps me think more creatively. Mm. And I found I could lose it was like when Instagram first came out I could lose hours doing that just yeah. sitting there and following down paths I'm still trying to use it as a uh, uh, you know crystal ball and ask him like who's going to win the Chiefs game this weekend yeah <laughs> how's that worked for you <laughs> is Chad GPT <laughs> setting your fantasy lineup <laughs> yet. Yet. yeah did he get the over under last night when, <laughs> when it can predict the future <laughs> it's a game changer Oh, man. Well, that about wraps yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> what a stinking year we had. Is there something you're wanting to um, explore or, you know, personally invest time into for this next year? Me? Yeah. Uh, yeah. What? All right. Good, good answer. <laughs> hey, Jeff. <clears throat> what is it? What's going to be... I I, Your top stuff for next year. Well, so I, I you mean, this, this is probably more information than than uh, any of the audience cares uh, to have. But so I've been at this current position uh, with the company I'm working for, doing media production for about eight months, and we kind of figured out like what boring. What it was. Yeah. <laughs> it is boring. Um, I we Not kind of figured job, out like right? what what the what they wanted me to do. And uh, like my my just regular production, it's a couple of series I have going on right now, but I really want to do more documentary. And I, I this is something we used to talk about all yeah. the time was just the short docs and how well they do online and on streaming services. And I'm just obsessed with all of the different storytelling out there that's available in like short documentary form. And um, in our space, we're in sports collectibles. So, I mean, you have a ton of opportunity there to tell these stories around different collectors or different collections or different, uh, you know, auction houses or whatever it might be. So we're just trying to figure out, like, 
what the right stories are. And fortunately, my employer is very cool about exploring new opportunities, shooting lots of pilots and trying things out. Is there one that you're like, man, I, I've always wanted to do that one? Mm-hmm. What I, I can't, I don't want to say it because I don't want anybody to take it. Before Give I me the sports. Oh, that's good. Give me the it's sport. all sports. It's what? all sports. Oh, it's all sports. Yeah. Look, as uh, the director I, and producer of a runaway hit documentary. <laughs> uh, what was the name? La Uva. Thank you. <laughs> um, I, I don't, I'm not sure you're ready. <laughs> do you know how long that, that, piece of art took uh, to produce? Uh, I don't, and, like, I don't like the way you got so uh, cagey about <laughs> hey, it was the art there. It was the nine shortest years of his life. No, it was not. Um, was all right, well, Adam, so what is what is it this next year that you're looking forward to? Um, personally, professionally? Yes. Professionally or personally? Yes. Okay. It's confusing. You're going to go back and watch you two at the right seat. Um, <laughs> not under the canopy. I probably am not going to do that. No. Uh, professionally, um, I don't know. I'd have to think about that because uh, we operate so much like a newsroom. It's hard to, I mean, it's just the content, just stuff just keeps coming at you and it's hard to kind of catch your breath sometimes. And I haven't thought about that for 2024. Personally, um, I, I, for the first time in a while, I'd want to start writing things again because when you've been consumed and making a movie for nine years, which is too long to take to make a movie, uh, I, I didn't, I haven't spent, I've spent most of my time focused on that and I haven't spent a lot of time doing other things. So not to say that I haven't written anything at all, but it's been a long time. Sure, since you, I spent you wrote Aaron's Farewell. We acted that out as a team. Which I feel like, well... Some of us did. Some of us mailed it in. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm curious to know, a- after right after La Uva, are you still inspired to make films? Oh, yeah. You are? Okay. Yeah. Cool. It's just a matter of, you know, finding time and money to do so. Yeah. It's kind of a challenging equation to work out. Yeah. But, uh, you know, S- Steve Spielberg hasn't called me yet, so... <laughs> <laughs> Or Steve Soderbergh. John? I have a question for the group. Well, I want, I want to get the answer from Phony before you. Well, that was professional. about unprofessionally? <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> unprofessionally, I mean, I'm, I'm looking to smash as many windows and, and, <laughs> have you and, said and windows? chairs uh, as I can. Is, is, there, is there another Iron Man in your future? Uh, possibly. I don't know. It's really time-consuming. Yeah. Man, what? when you put all of the things that I've done in the time that y'all have known me into one small conversation, it's hard to like believe a it's really one person. person. Well, some, somewhat. Uh, go know. ahead, Luke. I like the way he said that. Unprofessionally? Unprofessionally. Uh, just looking to hang out. Um, You've got two little girls that love hanging out with you. It's true. I was going to say, well, what was, what was the question again? Sorry. Is there is there something in 2024 that you're, like, you know, super excited about pursuing or investing time in? I feel like this last year has been just a blitz, kind of like what Adam was saying. And so trying to find more stability or consistency or routine. Yeah. Um, and I do think this past year, to get by, I've, cons- you know, consumed a lot of media, you know. Get a moment, earbud goes in, listen to, you know, constantly engaged and trying to actually step back from that. Yeah. Um, I don't have any particular things I'm looking forward to um, that I can think of in terms of media, but 
Um, yeah, Survivor. I'm a big fan of that. <laughs> Will your hair continue to grow? We'll see. I don't know. Okay. I don't know what I'm doing with it. Yeah, I'll, I'll be back. Yes, man. Yeah, I just had small children. It just keeps getting. They start pulling on it. Uh, they do. You missed yeah. the, the uh, Lorax mustache I had for good six weeks there. It was rough. Missed it was amazing. We, we uh, at at the Christmas party, I asked his wife. I was fan. like, I can imagine. He, because we had been giving him grief the second he showed up in it, or I had, personally. Yeah. And we saw his That's wife at the did. Christmas party, and we're like, and so how do you feel about that? She's like, I hate it. I was like, <laughs> how does he still have this? <laughs> there were enough people. I had somebody today come by and goes, you know what? Having seen you without it, I actually kind of miss it. My I, kids I, named it Fred. Nobody. And nobody, they would they would come and talk to Fred. They wouldn't talk would to me. Person come by and say, it'll be it'll be you know you remember that year that that, that, that one time talking about face? Brandon's mustache. <laughs> no, it was pretty oh. epic. Go ahead, John. <laughs> uh, well, I guess to answer your question about what I'm looking forward to is like there's there's just there's been a lot of growth here at Corrigan. Yeah. We'll, we will most likely surpass 1,000 employees. Can you believe that next yeah. year? No. Uh, Within January. Crazy. I'm pretty sure yeah. it was 600 when I was here. It was like yeah. 400. <laughs> it was 150 when <laughs> I started or under. No. So, yeah. So, like, Congrats. that just leads to so many great opportunities and so many stories. And, you know, I'll sit in meetings with leadership and other principals, and they just – they're very thirsty to tell those stories. Like, that, like – they have, they know they have these stories and they want to tell them and we're kind of the arm that does that. And so for me, that's super exciting, right? Cause we just don't know. I mean, how we don't know what we're doing in two weeks sometimes, much less, uh, you know, what will be, what, what projects we'll get to look back at at the end of the year and be like, wow, I'm really, that was really cool. I'm really yeah. excited and proud that we were able to do that. Yeah. So, I mean, the Amazon piece, we still show that to people, right? Margaritas. Every time you come around, we still I say love, Jeff like, yeah. loves margaritas. I do. Uh, <laughs> True I do story. I think there's, I mean, you kind of said it there, and Luke said it. Um, taking a bit of a breath is um, is nice because I, I don't, we're so inundated with content and just, just different means of communication uh, on a, not a daily basis, on a, minute to minute basis, second to second basis, yeah. that it is, I don't know, it's hard to, it's hard to find space to think other than when you're put under the gun of, hey, go create something now. Um, and you just, you have to. Uh, so I think, I mean, that would be, that would be a professional goal for 2024 is to find, to find the, the sort of space to maybe be a little bit more deliberate. Yeah. Is that pot? Can we do that, John? Well, I mean, we've put in a budget and there's growth in that budget. So, <laughs> Let's hope uh, so. Yeah. That's the, do we have the election next year? Are y'all looking forward to that? Oh, gosh. <laughs> and I think our time's up. Yeah, what was your uh, question? Gonna so be? My question, and this is just my perspective on the year is like, it felt like it was like 900 miles an hour, but it's also very hard to look back. Like I can't even remember January. Yeah. Like, it went by so fast, but then it, like, thinking back about it feels like so long ago. Um, like, you know, we would take a trip to whatever, the Dublin yeah. office, and then you'd come back in a week, and then you were in L.A., and you were like, when we were in Dublin? That was like three months ago, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, that was last Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, so I don't know if that was, if anyone else experienced 
No, hundred percent. Yeah, I was the uh, funny enough. In all reality, the way that I would remember where I'd been was when I was doing my expenses because I had to think through like, oh, that's when I did those charges. Yeah. Um, you keep saying funny enough, but it's not that funny. It was yeah. a little funny. I mean, we. I mean, we. Uh, if you, I mean, y'all traveled more than I did, and I spent like a month and a half not at home. Yeah, you know? like that's a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have a question. What was y'all's favorite either piece of art, book, whatever? What Like what you saw, heard, listened to this year? What What was your favorite thing? Can okay. I go Wasn't first? Wasn't that your lead? Yeah. Luke goes first. So I'm a super big nerd. I like space. I like computers. And I read a series. Um, On space computers? Yeah. 100%. <laughs> uh, it's, its nickname is the Bobaverse. Each They have longer titles for each book, but it's Alan Everendell. Oh, yes. Uh, we are Bob. Yes. Uh, they oh, call it the told, Bobaverse. Tell me about that. Dennis E. Taylor, highly recommended if you like computers and space. Um, but uh, computers basically, and space, or computers in he, space. He take your pick. to sum to sum it up as fast as possible. Signs up to freeze his brain. Dies that day in Vegas. Oh, you love Vegas. <laughs> and, uh, uh, wakes up. You really brought it. You brought hope it. You to don't me. die. <laughs> actually, wake up like a hundred years. They wake up. He wakes up a hundred years later, but he's like in a computer, and they're like, "Hey, we're trying to make an AI out of you. Like we've no, everyone else has failed. The brain goes crazy. So hopefully you work out. He works out." Um, but, you know, he can manipulate, you know, contr- uh, little robots and all this stuff. And anyways, the world's really gone to hell in a handbag. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so uh, they throw him on a spaceship and he, like, takes off to try to save the human race. And he can, like, replicate himself. Anyway, it's like seven Bart series, I think, six or seven. I can't remember. But it's like crazy adventures. He saves multiple races, That's you know, awesome. different uh, species. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, cool. it was it's fun. The, the right also uh, the writer is an ex computer science guy, so all the te- all the technology side and the science like seems really sound. Yeah, while yeah. not while not true, like is accurate and it's not just like magic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I yeah, sometimes I can't stand where I'm like that wouldn't work out. But this one's <laughs> like yeah, I get that. I get that. Yeah, recommend. John, what was the question? Favorite uh, favorite thing from this year, like that you saw, listened to, read, Man. whatever. I mean, we've established you're not really into reading. Can it be just like a 25 year old Scotch or? Sure. All right. You know what, John? We'll come back to you, Brandon. <laughs> I mean, it's a form of inspiration. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm no, actually, though, inspired. getting to take a. It's probably didn't answer your question, but getting to take some of the guys, like when we were close to Isla, and to to get to. Just show them something that I've actually. You're the. It's, it's your fault that yeah. I even have an interest in it, <laughs> um, and just kind of get to share something that was a great experience for me with others was really cool. Well, I think actually to expand on that, I think you do love a good tasting and a good story behind yeah. a bottle. Could you expand on that? Like, why does that speak to your heart? Like, what? I don't know. I mean, you know, because it definitely adds value. I think you're absolutely. Well, no, right. it is so different t- doing a tasting like by myself or with my wife or with Brandon then yeah. when you're there it's like it's just so different yeah yeah it's I, I I mean I'd have to go back to probably like the same reason like I was drawn to architecture is that it can tell a great story and it can inspire people to do something although in this case I don't know if I'm trying to inspire you to drink uh, maybe that's not <laughs> just a hundred years I'm trying, to, I'm trying to inspire you to appreciate something right so uh I mean that's probably it like yeah the so my wife I didn't tell you this story but we had gone to Scotland, 
and we had gotten these kind of rare bottles that you can't really find in the States. And I was like, man, this would be really cool if we knew a chef and that we could have him like pair these things with, with food. Yeah. Um, that'd be a really cool experience. And like, I don't know any chefs, although everybody's really not that far away. And actually now I do know chefs. Um, so my wife just did some research and started talking to some friends and found a guy and we sat down with him. We went to his house. We opened these bottles for the first time, had, you know, a dram with him. And he literally just made the menu oh my on gosh. the spot. Like, and it was improvised. Oh, that's great. Yeah. You, you I mean, you saw somebody that that's what I appreciate. Anybody that's really good and great at what they do. And it doesn't matter if that's fixing a car or whatever, painting a wall, like watching them in their element. Yeah. That inspires yeah. me and yep. gets me going, right? So watching this guy make a menu in front and then and then we we invited probably like ten couples or so and they came and then he would talk about the food and I would talk about like where I got the whiskey and why I got the whiskey and kind of pair it together and it was just I mean it was my fiftieth birthday and like I mean it was awesome. Like yeah. it was Sounds it was amazing. a pretty amazing taste. I wonder, because as you're talking about that, I think one of the things about wine or scotch that, that is interesting is the story that goes behind it. And it's, I mean, and that's one of the big sales techniques for those things because it is such a luxury item. And it's it's advertising, but it's like the it's the most basic form of it is there's somebody standing in front of you telling you a story about that thing and what makes it special. And as you're talking about that or, you're you, you know, chef telling the story about the food or how he came up with it or, or you know, the story behind you telling the story behind the, the scotch. I wonder if people, because that storytelling is everywhere. Like, I mean, it takes place every day. I mean, whether it's somebody just having a conversation person to person, you know, I wonder how much that stands out to people who aren't in the business of every single day telling a story of some sort. Like, do they... Do they do they see that as much as we do? Do they appreciate it as much I, as we do? Which is we're kind of wandering way off the trail here. But well, I've done enough wine tastings that like it really is. It's about the experience, right? So you'll go to a winery and you know, amazing customer service, right? And you're in a vineyard. It's beautiful. The everything's just perfect, and you taste the wine and it's perfect. And then you get home with that same bottle and you open it up after a week of work and you're like, eh, (laughs) (laughs) maybe not that good. It was the experience and the connection you have. And I mean, the, the whiskeys we drink and the wines that we drink are because we have that connection. We've had some sort of experience, uh, that has us connected to that brand or that product or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, I'd say this is a little bit of a, a gimme, but I would, um, say, Spending time with, I have a six and a nine year old, and they're at that age where they're kind of coming into their own and asking the questions that they don't know not to ask. Like they're asking questions about things that I'm just completely, um, it's like really obvious to me or so existential, I have no idea how I would answer it. And like, Daddy, why do you 42? smell so bad? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you've you've really nailed it. Um, and and the, the but the thing is, is they they challenge me. Spending time with them challenges me to think about how I think about the world because they're still creating their worldview and they're still figuring out like how things work. And I have been blessed to have two really inquisitive children. Um, but completely different personality. So that's one of the things that, um, you know, looking back this year and even moving into next year, it's like I, 
I love being around them because they challenge me to think about the world differently. And any time I can think about the world differently, I think it makes me a better storyteller and a more creative person. When did you realize that they're both smarter than you? Oh, that was years ago for both of them. Yeah. Jeffrey? Yeah. What was the original question? Sorry, I'm, I've gotten uh, wrapped up. In how much scotch did you have today? <laughs> what, what is your middle name? Uh, it is Adam. Uh, yeah. Actually, uh, yeah. Damn right it is. After me. I, yeah. Jeff was named after me. No, I, the question was. Was what, like, top what, stuff? What is your. Coming <laughs> <laughs> back to top stuff? What am your top stuff? Yeah. I, so. Now, what was your, the favorite thing you saw, did, whatever this year? My, my favorite thing this year was, it was a movie. I guess this is now airing in January, by the way. <laughs> it, it was a movie, uh, but it was not about the movie. My, I have a five-year-old. He'd never been to the movie theater before. Mm. Oh. And so we went to a movie, and we did everything like you should do at the movie, popcorn. eating popcorn, candy, candy. soda, yeah. everything. He made it through the movie, which was amazing. And frankly, it's not even about the movie, but being at a, a feature-length movie with a child who's seeing a, a feature-length movie for the first time in the theater reminded me like why we love movies and making movies because that experience in the theater is so special. It's a shame that you know people go to the theater less now than ever, but uh, it, it's such a special experience getting to sit in that darkened theater and and just you know, tune everything out and have your popcorn and watch. It was uh, Paw Patrol, the movie. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <gonna get> the <laughs> <laughs> Which, and again, it's not about the movie. It was about the experience. And, and I think they're at the root of everybody that loves storytelling is uh, a love for that experience, it, sitting in that theater and just getting lost in, in a movie or watching the five-year-old next to you yeah. completely get lost. Like, I, he... He forgot I was there. Fully immersed. Into, yeah, was all in on it. It was it was awesome. Well, I think there's something to be said for you know as much that my kids have the opportunity to see a TV show on their tablet. They can watch it on TV. Sometimes they can be on one of the parents' phones, and there'll still be specific movies or whatnot. They'll be like, Dad, can we go to the theater and watch that? For sure. Like it's not about they have an understanding even at a young age. It's not about just the consumption of something. It's about the experience of something. It is. Yeah. And I think that's. That gives me hope for theaters down the road. I do, but I mean, I do think, and I agree with you guys, but the experience you can have at home is so different than it, right? I mean, yeah. if you think of tube TVs, like, right, where, you, you know, it's 24-inch was your massive television and your sound system wasn't. You have a TV system. larger than 24-inch. Exactly. <laughs> but, like, I mean, I have a projector at home, so if I'm doing sporting events or I really want to see something in, the, like, what I feel is the right way, you get the you, immersive you create that, yeah. You create that experience that you had as a child or as exactly, an adult exactly. uh, at home, and so I think that's cool that you yeah. can do that. I agree. Um, nowadays. Adam, you want to answer your own question? My own question. Um, and if you want to pause and look it up, the viewing audience will never know. Cut back in. <laughs> um, Man, that's uh, I, I. He's like, that's a really great question. Into it. No, I, I have you seen Luva? Have <laughs> so many times, so many times. If you could make one change to the film, we're not. No, I want the original <laughs> question. Uh, <laughs> um, I probably, and there's no real probably here. It's seeing you two at the sphere. <laughs> I mean, it what has, a roller coaster. Yeah, it has to be. Yeah, uh, but. 
beyond that, I did I did try. Be- I don't remember seeing him, but apparently we saw. Him. Yeah, he we saw him. We we were there. When he saw us too at the sphere. Hi, y'all are yeah. so dad jokes, right? So dad jokes, where that's all so like... bad. I have a question about it's not dad jokes, it's just bad. It is pretty like when you <laughs> I mean, went... it's a pretty unique environment. Yeah, did like, you get oh, for like sure. physically yeah. and I'm being serious, did it physically disorient you when you were even though you were sitting or standing? So or the seats that I had were not great from the standpoint of they put you under an overhang and they mm. put on your ticket specifically Ticketmaster uh, unobstructed view you <laughs> lie you lied you lied it was unobstructed to the stage yeah, it was good. unobstructed to the stage but not to the show well that's a problem for me John because it's still a lie but no uh, I, I did sneak down a couple times so I could get the full perspective and it's it's I could see how it would be but no I didn't feel like any disorientation but it's i mean it's an incredible it'll be interesting to see what other did you get goosebumps though like yeah it's you too man of course (laughs) but uh it'll be interesting to see what other shows or bands come in there and what they do with the space and how they create it and make it their own i do think it's a a whole new canvas right like so we've explored the the flat screen forever right and then we have the headsets which is still i think underutilized for storytelling right and now i guess omni has been doing it for a while, right? Like the, the I'm Omni, to, but that's that. But so, Omni is one of the only places in the world that has that. Yeah. It's like yeah. a, a dome where they project stuff like that. IMAX everywhere else is just a big screen and things bigger shot screen, on seventy yeah. millimeter. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And the the experience of the that like Omni is like one of the first immersive experiences because I remember when a little kid just the opening video of the helicopter that flew. Oh you probably yeah yeah yeah. yeah absolutely. But the the helicopter that flies all over downtown, it's when you when it gets into the middle of that, it feels like the seats are vertical and you are looking down at the ground. Yeah. And uh, that that is like the first. That's the first immersive experience I ever had. Um, but the sphere, I didn't, I didn't feel that. Maybe because I was used to it. Also because Ticketmaster put me under an overhang <laughs> and said so, yes, unobstructed so not happy view. With the seat. So, Got it. Jeff, not a sponsor yet, but not Jeff, a sponsor you, ever. Do you think <laughs> no. Fanatics will do a takeover of the sphere for some uh, event? There is oh, actually, yeah. I, I, I mean, I have to, I right? Can't go into it. But there's, there's been talks about <laughs> events at. You know, you're going to need yeah. to find a really good if, VFX company to help create that content. Yeah, if you, we, if, even yeah, if it's like just one pixel, we're we're in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I do. You know, guys, we're going to need that pixel. But in all in all seriousness, though, when you're talking about the sphere and the different experience and just the technology behind it, like the stuff that they did on that show, like I do want to know, like what did the they te- shoot that at? Like, yeah. Like, yeah. like how did they shoot that? Because it's projected on a. Is this your next documentary? Anything I've seen anywhere. They did Are you create fund a, it. They created a if camera. You're fund it, yes. <laughs> so there, how much do you need? There, I mean, there's there's only <laughs> so one studio. Actually... Yeah, there's only one studio that makes the content for it. Really? Yeah, mm-hmm. and they designed a camera and a lens for specifically for mm-hmm. that. Wow. So and what does like, it shoot? Like 45k? <laughs> uh, so, I mean, some crazy. Well, I think it's like 32k. I don't know. Is it really? It's it's pretty high. I can't because I I watched Trying to the like 82 on, hard drives all at once. It's a different resolution for the outside and inside, and they talked about both. Uh, I assume that I assume the interior is a tighter. Yeah, it's a tighter pitch. Yeah. But the uh, what's going on, the guys? Peg, the old peg leg. Uh, I'm there, there's some good. Here. There's some good content on it. Yeah. Um, it is. It is a. 
new way to do stuff just like you'd expect. Yeah. But it's pretty cool. It'll be interesting so to see where we are, like what the technology, I mean, it's, I'm sure this is true for every year, but the technology that is coming this next year and where we are a year from now talking about what it was in res- in respect of the last 12 months. So true. It was fun seeing it go up because, you know, we go to Vegas enough for yeah. shows to like, you know, see them testing it. And you're like, oh, it's going to be cool. When they finished. But it was nothing. It was not. I mean, even the test patterns they had on there were oh, yeah, nothing, nothing like, like what it is. Yeah. Now. I feel like I've seen the U2. I get, I get you will disagree with a statement before I even make it. <laughs> I have seen the concert through enough social media that I've seen the whole, the whole concert and all the yeah. effects now. Yeah. I vehemently disagree. <laughs> well, I, uh, because we have small kids, at some point we have to wrap up this, this episode. We can leave you and John here to battle out whether or not he's experienced the concert completely. How do you feel own. about esports or those people athletes? Okay. Uh, and on that note, first of all, comment below. Smash that like button. Um, Literate it. Thank you guys for being here. I know we ran a little past uh, or a lot past when we were supposed to wrap up, but I appreciate you all being here. Shout out to Colt, the guy behind the cam. And hey, all he's doing hey, to make this get him on here. work. And um, Jeff, thank you for trying Guys, thanks for having me. It's good to be back at Corrigan. I uh, hope to come back again soon. Yeah, we look guys. forward to the when you have us do the sphere. For yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's look. Now that it's on camera, let's pencil that in. Contractual, so <laughs> no worries. And thank you so much for watching for all the uh, 26 episodes from that we did for this year and for what's mm, what's coming <laughs> what's coming next year uh, we're excited about some things we're gonna do and a little bit different and and some of the storytelling that's gonna happen so make sure to check it out and have a really happy new year see you later